Business Matters, in association with the Faculty of Business at ATU Donegal. Looking for a career in financial services? Consider the Level 9 MA in Governance and IT in Financial Services. Take the next step in your career and contact the Exec Ed Coordinator on 918206 or email execed, E-X-E-C-E-D, at atu.ie today. I'm Kieran O'Donnell. You're welcome to Business Matters. Before we get into this edition, I'd like to extend my condolences to the families of the people who lost their lives in the tragedy in Crystal last Friday. My guest this week is Marie Shields, Business Development Executive with Letterkenny Chamber of Commerce and founder of Moss Marketing. A digital marketing professional, she set up her own company five years ago. Marie took up her role with Letterkenny Chamber last month. She also has her own podcast, No Other Crack, which she established with her friend, Trish Garrity, back in the summer. Marie, you're very welcome to Business Matters. Thanks a million, Kieran, for having me. Marie, congratulations, first of all, on your role as Business Development Executive at the Kenny Chamber of Commerce. Um, Thank you. Big decision and the right decision? Yeah, definitely. So far, so good. And I definitely think that, you know, your gut instinct is a powerful force and it felt like the right thing to do and uh, very much enjoying it at the minute. So five years of being self-employed, what prompted you maybe to join the chamber and maybe give up some part of your self-employed life? Mm-hmm. Um, it, uh, five years is a good lifespan for a business too so that you can see all the different ups and downs and challenges and whatnot else. So I suppose... I enjoyed it. As a sole trader, it can be a little bit isolating. So even before the appointment, having some connection to the chamber is always good for a bit of connection. Um, and then I think like a lot of people through lockdown, you know, you have a bit of a change of perspective. And although Moss Market and the business thrived during lockdown, because especially with the great local enterprise reaction with the business continuity vouchers. I helped around maybe 40 businesses through that government-assisted consultancy. Um, but also it made me kind of crave a bit more of that relationship development side of business. Um, I was also becoming, I suppose, a bit fatigued with just the absolute hustle and grind of sole trader self-employment. And we had a baby girl and my priorities shifted, you know, life, life changes. And I craved, I didn't want to leave the business community entirely, but I was looking for a change. And so this opportunity felt like a little bit of the best of both. Just go back to a couple of things you said there, Marie, the, the, the sense of isolation. Can you talk to me a wee bit about that? Mm-hmm, yeah. I suppose I was um, a digital marketing professional, so a lot of what I was doing was, you know, me at the computer and on the phone online, and I wouldn't even have to meet my clients a lot. So although most of them were based in Donegal, I had a few in Kildare and Dublin too, and you're never getting the face-to-face interactions, which is grand, Zoom and all that, they're, you know, they're great facilities, but it's a bit lonely, and I suppose every challenge you face, whether it's financial or whatever else, it's all your own, your shoulders in a while lot by yourself and whenever say for example I was lucky enough to have a lot of leads coming into the business but then you're always wondering should I subcontract this have I the capacity to take on all of this and you do build up your own networks too you know I had a lot of friends like graphic designers and web developers and other marketers too so you can create your own wee networks but 
you're still kind of, I suppose, a lot of the challenges you're facing are very much your own and you, you have nobody to lean on at the end of the day. <laughs> and you mentioned COVID and helping up to 40 businesses. I'm sure that was quite a learning experience as well. Oh, absolutely, because um, I have to say, you know, everybody in Letterkenny and Donegal, they were so reactive and helpful to one another so um, I felt I was getting exposure to businesses from a lot of different industries and that was another thing that kind of made me crave the business development side of things the more strategic business management because it was not only helping them with their social media but wider issues within their business too during COVID. So how did your career path take you on the road it did? Um, I suppose I sp- way back I studied uh, communications, marketing and PR, so I was always on the trajectory of getting into some element of marketing. Um, I also always worked in hospitality as well before and alongside this, so I enjoyed, you know, I love people really and storytelling and learning about people and promotion and whatnot else, so I was always kind of hoping to forge a path in it. Um, and then it felt like that might have been a challenge to do locally back whenever I newly graduated, but I somehow managed to get a foot in the door with it, you know, so it just went from there. Not that long ago since you graduated, but the whole world has changed <laughs> and the whole business world has changed too, Marie, hasn't it? Oh, totally. I mean, whenever I was doing my marketing course, social media was new and that was in, what, 2010 or so? So social media was just very much a new burgeoning industry and now it's it's part of our day-to-day life. Is it hard to imagine a uh, business world now without social media? <laughs> Sometimes you nearly wish <laughs> it didn't exist, and then other times it's an amazing thing. I think, it, no, I couldn't imagine it, because you know what, it, it removes a lot of the kind of the gatekeeping for businesses that may not have had the budget to do wider advertising for a few years, and so they mightn't actually have the longevity because they couldn't get their brand awareness quickly. So I think it makes business more accessible. And just of those 40 businesses that you would have helped out uh, during COVID, are there any of those businesses that weren't actually online or digitally uh, active at that stage? Interestingly enough, I would say about 60% of them. Did that surprise you? Yeah, very surprising. Like, like, you know, some of them might have had a very, very light social media presence, but a lot of them had the capacity to sell online, but they just weren't doing it. So I suppose it forced them to take a look at those aspects of their business, and they realized then with a wee bit of assistance, it wasn't actually as much of a mission as they thought, you know, because there are so many great tools now to do it, like Shopify and all those platforms. They're very user-friendly and budget-friendly if you just have the right advice to get it kicked off and of course that government support was powerful too. And did that prompt a change in mindset among business owners? Definitely, yeah. I think they they realised that for some of them, the product-based ones certainly, they realised that they didn't have to look at this really like limited catchment, that they could be, you know, trading nationally. And even some, now, I mean, Brexit interfered with a little bit of it, but some started to export internationally as well or cross-border. So it opened their eyes up to the fact that their customers don't have to be, you know, in their geographic region, which was good. Most marketing is, is five years old. Big changes uh, in that five years as well since you set up? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, 
even in terms of like the changes in social media when I started mass marketing TikTok was not in existence at all for example and now it's a huge part of a lot of business identities uh, video marketing was only new a lot of people were you know they would have hired out professional video they wouldn't be picking up their phone and talking into it themselves so oh huge shifts in that time are, are there uh, avenues that work that don't work and are there things coming down the lane that we don't know about yet in that area in the digital marketing world I would say just um, as hard as it is for people some people find that video is quite challenging and they hate to be sort of told you have to do video you don't have to do anything but visual media in that way and podcasting they're two huge areas that are still it feels like they're saturated but they're absolutely untapped you told me before we started recording that uh, you have a little podcast going yourself would you like <laughs> yes. to share share that we deal with our listeners yes um, I have uh, myself and my friend Trish Garrity have a podcast called No Other Crack and again that came from just the chats that we have outside of our working lives we love to just um, talk about anything from TV to skincare to anecdotes and we like to think of it as back in the day when we had time if you were sitting having you know a drink in the pub and you come up with loads of different yarns that's what no other crack is now um, life has changed but we still like to have those conversations so it's a lovely creative outlet and it's a nice wee community we've built up that are listening to it How long is that going now? Uh, we've done now 15 episodes so I think it's fairly new we started it at the beginning of the summer 2022 this year Marie, moving to your uh, new post uh, with the Little Kenny Chamber of Commerce, um, I think it's four weeks you're in the role. Mm -hmm. Is the role uh, what you expected it to be? Oh, definitely that and more. Um, no, I was very fortunate to be coming into the Letterkenny Chamber, which already had a great reputation, stellar reputation, and do brilliant work. And Tony and the Chamber Council had been developing a growth strategy for a long time now, and so they had secured the ability to bring in the extra resource being me to further grow the membership so there's a 250 strong membership in the chamber currently and we have you know an ambition to grow that and I'm here to activate that and kind of you know help to communicate the fact that the chamber is for all businesses and make it an inclusive space uh, in the last couple of years the chamber did an awful lot um, of kind of direct practical support within the business community especially when the covid crisis kind of hit you know tony and the Ch and the chamber council they set up a whatsapp group a support group within donegal so that there was peer facilitating peer-to-peer -peer support um so i'm coming in on the kind of good graces of all of that brilliant work that's done and i'm hoping that i can you know engage with current members um, help them as best i can with anything from you know promoting their business uh, and creating more relevant events and increasing their visibility and our visibility and growing the chamber far beyond 250 strong membership you mentioned how highly respected the organization is um, do you think that the role of the chamber has changed over the last number of years marie yeah definitely i would say well, I mean, Tony's been doing great work within the Chamber for up to 14 years now, so there's very little about the, the Letterkenny and Donegal business community she doesn't know. Um, and likewise, the Chamber, you know, even under the current presidentship of Christine Reynolds, they're, they're doing a lot of practical, direct, you know, work to lobby for and represent the business community, which I think people find particularly useful now when 
we have to band together, you know, when there's challenges that are collective, it's great to have that little bit of extra leverage where Christine and Tony and the Chamber Council are out on the ground actually, you know, pushing um, for change and actively supporting people. The, the Chamber does provide uh, solid support to its members. Any main issues that you found uh, coming up among the members over the last number of weeks? Well, there are the things that we all kind of know of, the you know, the energy kind of crisis and all the, the these rates and bills that people are faced with now and coming into the, the Christmas season, people are wondering, will there be as much dispos- disposable income to spread around? So I don't think it's, not that it's not a massive worry, but Donegal people seem particularly resilient because they've been through this before in many different ways and uh, they know that there are issues there, but we're just trying to best serve them with any kind of supports and advice that we see coming through Letterkenny Chamber is part of Chambers Ireland too so we can tap into a lot of the information they receive and communicate that outward to our members if there's anything useful Um, and it's about too I suppose helping the collective to even outward to public to I'm a bit obnoxious about my shop local type of mindset but I just think too whether it's using local services or shopping local we all need to do that to keep you know the economic region thriving I even think it's it's even little things like where if you think you might require something, there's this mindset of just popping on to Amazon to get it for convenience. But if you ring John Watson, that item will likely be there, similarly priced. And why not spend that money within your locality? So any kind of projects and events and representation we can do around that helps everyone from the larger employers right down to the retailers. So your message really is stay shopping local. Oh, absolutely, because it became a bit of a trend, obviously, during lockdown, but it shouldn't be a trend. It has to be a lifestyle. You mentioned the Shop LK. It's been a remarkably successful concept. Oh, absolutely. It's brilliant, absolutely brilliant for the town. Um, And, you know, it just supports the businesses and it reinforces that shop local messaging as well. Um, the chamber is always a, a busy place. Um, obviously, Halloween has come up shortly. The shop LK, as you mentioned, is always ongoing. St. Patrick's Day, the busking festival, and obviously the awards night is probably the next big uh, event for the chamber. Yes, the awards night will be on now on the 11th of November, so there's tickets available. Um, and it'll be a great opportunity because people haven't been out and about in that way uh, for the chamber gala since 2019. So it'll probably be a nice kind of uh, way for everybody to have a reunion as well. And Obviously, network and have the crack and receive awards. And there, we'll take a break. Business Matters, in association with the Faculty of Business at ATU Donegal. Looking for a career in financial services? Consider the Level 9 MA in Governance and IT in Financial Services. Take the next step in your career and contact the Exec Ed Coordinator on 9186206 or email execed, E-X-E-C-E-D, at atu.ie today. You're welcome back. Before the break... Marie was talking about the Letterkenny Chambers Awards Night, which takes place on Friday, November the 11th in the Mount Ericle Hotel. The shortlisting will all be announced now in the coming week or so, um, and that creates a bit of excitement and buzz and you know validation for people for all the hard work they've been doing as well. So sometimes it's nice to recognise all the good work that's been done in the Northwest, Donegal and Letterkenny, because we're very humble by nature. <laughs> we're not good at celebrating our wins, I don't think. Uh, you mentioned uh, networking, Marie. <laughs> 
how important is networking and how important is networking going to be for your role in the chamber? Oh, well, yeah, relationship building and networking is the heart of business as far as I'm concerned. And for my role, it'll be so important to just get out there and meet people and listen to what their specific challenges are. And I suppose get down to the heart of what their business story is as well. Um you know, sometimes people think, and I would have been the same now during my time in mass market, and sometimes I wouldn't have gone out and networked as much as I should have because I simply didn't prioritize it. Um, but when you do, it's a wee bit like going to the gym. You put it off, but when you go, you're happy you did <laughs> and you've really made progress. So I think every interaction you have, if you, you know, go and have a good attitude and don't, I know, don't have a, have a very reciprocal attitude as well to every interaction that you have in business, then there will be a gains to it. When we spoke yesterday before we recorded the, the, this morning, Marie, you mentioned maybe the difficulty posed among female business people and female entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. Talk to me a wee bit about that. Yeah, absolutely. Like I suppose it's not it's not even um, only the entrepreneurs. I suppose it's women in the workforce. Like during lockdown, women left the workforce at twice the rate of men, and largely those women were mothers. And it's not to say I suppose there was this hustle culture where women and parents, parent entrepreneurs in general, were kind of told you should be able to do it all. Um, you can, and some do, and it depends what your support is um, and what your boundaries are but definitely there are challenges around you know the cost and availability of childcare and whether employers or entrepreneurs themselves have the flexibility in order to be able to have a productive business or a productive work day and the flexibility to be the parent that they want to be as well so as, as balancing as, as, as the key there isn't it sure it is and it's like this elusive work-life balance that absolutely nobody has achieved but there's interesting things being done like by a chamber member for example accountant on Larissa Feeney, she provides great structure for her employees, you know, and a lot of them are, are females and, and mothers and, and parents in general. And there's a structure there where they can, of course, come in and be productive and get their work done. But there's flexibility in order to accommodate their family lifestyle, which I feel in business, whether it's you running your own business or you're a business leader or employer, putting that flexibility in place will actually increase profitability, um, employee retention and morale, you know. So I'm a huge advocate for it and I never like to kind of put out the message that women should be hindered by this. It's more that the culture needs to change. Has the culture changed and does it need to change more? There's room for improvement, I suppose. Um, there's definitely room for improvement, and it's very much a see-it-be-it type of mindset. So when you see business leaders like Larissa, you know, paving a path for family, you know, parent entrepreneurs or, par- or sorry, parent employees to kind of feel empowered to go about their profession but have that flexibility they'll tend to share this on social media it'll you know it'll drill down through word of mouth and other employers might feel that they should do the same so it's very much about creating awareness and visibility around it if any businesses are allowing for it share that message and normalize it from your own observations do you feel that it's more an employees market now than before 
Oh, absolutely. My goodness, a lot of the current chamber members are recruiting right now and the larger tech companies, you know, the, the Reg Tech and Tech and Letterkenny, as you know, is massive at the moment and there's a lot of talent acquisition happening. So it's definitely an employee's market at the minute and people should be discerning and try and find the right career path for them. And there's plenty of work and a fantastic lifestyle here in Letterkenny and in Donegal at large. Do you feel we're getting away from the nine to five and that sometime in the future won't be the norm anymore? Yeah, hopefully hybrid seems to be um, more accommodated, certainly, since COVID. And I think that's brilliant. You know, that hybrid work model is probably going to continue. How have you found the family work balance? Um, well, I'm definitely fortunate that we have a brilliant support with our families, you know, and everyone's different in that sense. Some people don't have that. So we have um, fantastic grannies <laughs> and, uh, and and my husband's brilliant as well and we do our best. But when you have two parents that are working nine to five, you know, all week, it's definitely challenging. But, you know, it's and it was something that... When the business was full time and you're running a digital business, you've got no start time or end time. And I found that very difficult where something's got to give as well. And I want to be all in as a parent. And you've got to have boundaries where you close the laptop, you know, when you're a sole trader yourself. So there is a price for being very driven. Oh, absolutely. And you can still be driven, but I think you have to have boundaries as well and reassess your priorities. You know, there used to be a thing where people would wear burnout as a badge of honour. You know, I'm flat to the mat and they're very proud of this, but it's like, but yeah, what's suffering, you know, for that? Is it your health or is it your family? Or maybe not. Maybe they're happy as Larry to be flat to the mat. You know, that's an individual thing, but I, I rather my balance and my family life and my walks and my podcast. And, <laughs> and did COVID play a part in, in, in you pushing the, the reset button? I would say so. Like, I think I worked um, harder than ever for most of lockdown, but Clara came along during lockdown as well. So I'd say it was a combination of things. I liked to work very hard within the working day and then try and find that space for everything else outside of it, which can be hard for entrepreneurs to achieve. So, yeah, there's certainly a little bit of... Um, there was a reassessment and I feel now that this could be a new way for me to search for the elusive balance maybe while still being well connected to the business community which is what I love. Tell me Marie, what's the best lesson that you've learned so far in your business life? Um, mm, good question. <laughs> uh, I definitely think putting a good attitude and energy into everything you do and being fully honest is a great lesson because even little things like a lot of people when they start off their business they're afraid to say no to things if you feel it's not the right client for you the right project or you don't have the time or capacity don't be afraid to be honest about that um that were, you, were you good at saying no yourself uh, not at the beginning, and I got better at it as time went on. Um, and I always think, too, I liked to spread around the work. So if I felt I couldn't do it, I would always look to other Donegal, you know, service providers and marketing and creative services that I could refer on to. Um, and I don't like the competitive nature of business. I would be more collaborative, and I found that always came back to me you know that karma came back because you build up then that kind of referral network and you create more work in the region which is what it's all about really
And is there a person in business that you admire most? Oh, God, there's quite a few. Um, Siobhan Grant <laughs> from Grant Connections is probably somebody I admire and aspire to be like because Siobhan is uh, somebody who's well esteemed in her own networks and, again, is always very good at making referrals, connecting people. Um, you know, so people like that, I think, that are just good crack, personable, um, always there to help others and do good strategic work in business. Um, there are, I met a, a fantastic new chamber member, actually. I had known them over the years, but, uh, Thomas Ellis and Anya Curran from Donegal Bees. I don't know if you've heard of Donegal Bees, Kieran, yeah, and they do fantastic work in Glen Colm Kill, where they found their niche of beekeeping, you know, and they sell kind of retail and direct to consumer, but as, as well as that, they just have a lovely way about them, and they found a niche hobby, and they're out there pushing that within Ireland and the UK, and I find that very admirable, that people can find something that they have an interest in and create a well-established business from it. You know, if you had followed your childhood dream job, Marie, what would you be doing today? <laughs> oh God, probably be a Power Ranger. <laughs> um, yeah, God, I don't know actually. From childhood dreams, yeah, I suppose it was the classic girly girl when I was wee, so I'd probably be in fashion in some way, shape or form, but I've worked with plenty of people in fashion retail, so I suppose I got a taste of it too. Uh, you did a bit of travelling uh, before you, you settled down. Um, yeah, myself and my husband, well, then boyfriend, we went to Canada for a year um, to Ottawa. We absolutely loved that. It was a great experience. What altogether. took you to Canada? Um, yeah, it was completely random. My dad had a pub way back then at the time in Downings, and it was just a man that had come into the pub and we were chatting, and I was saying I wouldn't mind going somewhere for a year or two. And he actually provided furniture to Irish pubs around the world. Um, and he had said, oh, I have a friend in Canada, in Ottawa. Would you ever think about going over there, you know, and you could work in his pub? Um, and I just said, yeah, and went home that evening and applied for our visas. And <laughs> we just went on over and it was brilliant, brilliant experience. Got a wee bit of marketing as well and an event centre over there. But the real money was to be made in the bars, my goodness. What part were you staying in? Um, so it was just in the suburbs of Ottawa, the capital. Uh, we travelled around a wee bit but um, I was very naive as to the size of Canada before we went over so airfare is very expensive there. Uh, for example we decided to go to Halifax at one point and it was a 15 hour drive <laughs> and in Canada they would think nothing of driving from Ottawa to Toronto. It takes maybe you know I think maybe 6 hours and they would find that nothing and I was like oh my gosh the longest journey in Ireland would hardly be that. You weren't tempted to stay out there for the long term? Oh we definitely were because we made friends for life over there um, you know and they've come here loads to this day we went home for a while left all our stuff over there but family circumstances changed in the meanwhile and we just felt no do you know what we'll stay um, shortly after that I had gotten a role in Lottie Dolls um, a toy company in Litterkenny who had moved back from London the founder Ian Harkin was from Donegal originally and wanted to make his business work from a, Dun a Letterkenny HQ so I'd found a role there. Um, my husband, he works in a company in Donegal, but he also decided to go back to third level in the evenings in then LYAT, now ATU. 
So our lives just started to take shape at home again then, and we were very happy to stay. Did you enjoy your time with Laddie Dolls? Oh, I loved it. Absolutely loved it, yeah. Um, it was a, it's, it is a brilliant, innovative, fun company, and I got to sink my teeth into a lot of different elements of business during my time there because it was a small startup, so you got to be hands-on with everything. Tell me, Marie, what advice would you give your 21-year-old self? Oh, my <laughs> um, 21-year-old self, I would definitely say nobody cares about you as much as you think they do. So just do things the way you want to and don't worry about judgment as long as you're, you know, kind and good to people, work away. And finally, Marie, what does the future hold for yourself and your new role with the Chamber? Um, so with the Chamber, I hope that I can uh, fulfill all the desires of the, the, the Council and you know build on the great work that's been done. And I really just want to grow it. I want to grow the membership. So you know, if there is anybody who's wondering a bit more about it, about whether it's appropriate for them to join the Chamber, you know, they're all more than welcome to contact me for you know a chat face-to-face or Zoom or whatever else. And I just love to really grow the network and therefore have that knock-on effect on making kind of the North West and Donegal and Letterkenny a great place to live and work. Marie Shields, Business Development Executive at Letterkenny Chamber of Commerce and owner of Mass Marketing. Thanks for taking the time today to talk to us on Business Matters. Thanks a million for having me, Kieran. Well, that's our lot for this edition of Business Matters. Thanks to my guest, Marie Shields. Thanks to Kenneth Wilson on sound. And thanks to you for listening. If you'd like to get in touch with the programme, drop an email to businessmatters at highlandradio.com. Business Matters, in association with the Faculty of Business at ATU Donegal. Looking for a career in financial services? Consider the Level 9 MA in Governance and IT in Financial Services. Take the next step in your career and contact the Exec Ed Coordinator on 9186206 or email executed at atu.ie today. 